Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. some support gets it in Fraser control and get it wide to Morgan there's men in the middle in comes the deep cross Dobson's at the far post it's that it's far far George Dobson has equalised Joel has scored twice in added time and it's far far what a game at the valley Joel and four and switch four That saved me writing an opening line, didn't it? Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Cholton Live uh, on your Sunday after just the most remarkable game of football we've seen at the Valley in years and years and years. A 4-4 draw uh, with Ipswich Town. The Addicts twice coming back uh, from two goals down the second time with two goals in added time. It was 2-2 it was on 90 minutes. Ipswich scored twice and then we scored twice, culminating in that remarkable equaliser from George Dobson. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys 
uh, are well. Joining me on the show this week to discuss that that game. <laughs> uh, first up, Mr. Ben Cloak. How you doing, Ben? Oh, wow. Uh, just unreal still now. I, I don't yeah. think we're going to do it justice, are we, on this show, how good that felt. No. But you... I- you definitely epitomised that in your commentary there. That was amazing commentary, fair play. <laughs> well, my, voice, my voice is hanging on by an absolute thread here. Um, and also uh, joining us to, to look back at that, at that just one of the one of the all-time great Charlton moments yesterday uh, is the first lady of Charlton Live. Sue Gallup, hey, didn't see? Hey, boys. Oh, my... I picked a good one to have my first game back. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, you, you couldn't have picked any better. Just, just one of the most remarkable moments uh, or, or endings to a game we've seen down at the Valley in in as long as I can remember. It really is. It catapults itself right up there with one of my all time favourite Charlton moments. So, in a few moments' time. You know, make make sure you tune into this. We're going to hear the the commentary highlights from Charlton TV, uh, unmissable commentary highlights. We've also, of course, got the uh, post match reaction uh, from the gaffer uh, Ben Garner. We've got the uh, an interview with the goal scorer uh, George Dobson. Of course, we've got all of your tweets and email and and a really good fans bar as well. Ben was in the fans bar at full time interviewing fans. Myself and Sue were both in there as well. The I mean the atmosphere in the fans bar and I'm sure in the Oak and all the all the other pubs as well last night was just electric uh, after that comeback from the addict. So we're gonna hear that as well. Uh we'll, we'll probably have a little chat about um the supporters trust meeting with the owner uh, later on in the show as well if we get time. Um but I mean uh, just before we dive into the highlights Ben, I mean all of us are just on the verge of losing our voices um, you know, and I said I said this in in the fans bar last night. Like, no matter what you're feeling about the team or uh, the prospects, or certainly what you're feeling about the ownership, the club, the, the lack of attention for 20 minutes yesterday, that all went away, and we were just thinking about what it's about to to be a football fan and to experience something that you you would just you would never ever forget being at that game. Oh, mate, exactly that. You know, that Cardiff game, we always bang on about the 5-4, but something like that yesterday was just never-say-die attitude, digging in right to the end when you just think, it's just unreal, amazing. Who would think when they scored that fourth in the 94th minute that we would draw the game? Oh, unreal. But, yeah, as I say, never-say-die attitude, the game had everything, didn't it? Garner going off at 2-0. And I've never seen him like that before. Like, just, he looked like he just lost the plot. Like, are you thinking, why are you going so nuts galvanising the fans? We're 2-0 down. Um, oh, I just can't put it into words how good that felt. But as you said, it's one of those games you just go, wow, I was there. I stayed to the end. Because <laughs> a lot of the fans I interviewed in the fans bar did actually go and then came back as Dobson scored. Um, so, yeah, it was nice. Although a friend of mine that I was with, like Sue, it was his first game of the season. He went, let's go at 4-2. And I said, no, 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 look, we were right near the Ipswich fans in East End. I said, we've given it to them. We've got to stay. Can't just walk off because they're waving to everyone as they're leaving. And obviously, no way did I expect that to happen. It was kind of, let's just sit there, bow our heads and, and walk at full time. But yeah, I mean, super subs, eh? Chucks and Corey were amazing when they came on and totally changed the game for us. 
But yeah. yeah, don't want to totally review the game, but just yeah, it just sends chills down the back of my spine thinking about it now. Oh wow! Yeah, shivers uh, as Ed Sheeran, uh, who was in attendance, would say. Um, so the the no no one saw it coming, but and I feel gutted for those who did leave. You can't blame them because when you go two goals down in the ninety fourth minute, I was tempted to get up and leave and and <laughs> but. It's just one of those moments where, like I say, you, you'll never, you'll never forget what it, what it meant to everyone who was there, even the fans who had left and, and were walking down the road and heard the cheer. You know, it was just one of those great moments that, you know, everyone in the fans bar. I've never seen the fans bar so packed after a game, um, and and so full of people who just, who were just so pleased with what they seen. Yeah, it was lovely being in there after. Um, just catching up and actually laughing. I, I mean, I was quite cruel yesterday to a few people, including Nathan, um, where just sort of they've gone, oh, yeah, well, when we went 4-2 down, we just all walked out. And it was, it was like a mass mass exodus, like when that fourth goal for them went in. And we, me and my friend Sarah were sitting there, we're like, no, got to stick it out. It was our first game we've been this season. And just, I don't know, it, I think with us, a, a as a fan base, as a whole, we're pretty our like never say die attitude, and you you do you think till the final whistle goes, we're still in it. Like I I know everyone says I'm the rose tinted one, and I am always like for as long as you've all known me, I've always been the rose tinted one, and I I I still felt like I mean their heads went down a bit, didn't they, when that fourth goal went in? But then it was like I completely agree with what was said yesterday about the fans being the 12th man like we you could you could see that physical lift in the players when the when the fans were still like cheering and shouting um it, yeah it was just unreal and it, like Ben says like it takes you back to that Cardiff game like that feeling of like sheer elation at that final whistle. Well, even when that fourth goal, our fourth goal went in and then at the final yeah. whistle, it felt like a win. Yeah. They still had a, they still had a chance, didn't they, <laughs> to try and get the ball near the, near our box. It's which, but luckily uh, we dealt with that. I mean, a, a, another game I've likened it to is one uh, going back oh, about, yeah, I'd say about 10 years when a, a Boxing Day draw uh, with Swindon at home, which doesn't sound that exciting, but of course we were down to nine men for... Uh, the be- the best part of an hour in that game, uh, having led at half time, we were two one down, and then snatched the, the most unlikely of points, having not had a sniff obviously for for most of the second half. It felt like that, but obviously this was even more remarkable the way uh, we came back from the dead against what we should say is a, is a decent Ipswich side. Uh, so, like, no, no further ado, let's have a listen to the Charlton TV uh, highlights uh, from yesterday. Unmissable Charlton TV highlights. Uh, as always, Steve Brown was alongside the commentators Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. To defend this corner, Davis swings it in. There's a header and it's a goal for Ipswich. Edmondson was his highest. And it's the visitors who take the lead just before half-time. Yeah, great time to score for them. And I said, would we be a little bit vulnerable? Plus, we've had a couple of changes. Would we be a little bit vulnerable from set-pieces today? The answer is perhaps we shouldn't be as vulnerable as we are making out. Lavelle's a decent size, Stockley's a decent size, Claire's over six foot, Thomas is over six foot. But it's about it's taking the prepares to take. Goes under the wall this time and ends up hitting his own man. Ooh, deflects back to Chaplin. Charlton don't press out. There's Chaplin back to Burns with the cross. Looking to John Jules at the near post. And Ipswich get their second. Yeah, and that's the cushion that we didn't want them to have. 
and again it's really lackadaisical marking not only did we not react to the, to the, to the initial free kick we were very very slow to get out we then didn't react to the cross coming back in it's awful marking and it's a simple task of heading that just on target strength tricks the Nico and some support looks to go beyond Edmondson has done so chip towards the far post Blackett Taylor's there save Rexaki goal back for Charlton immediate impact from the dull substitutes Chiksonike down the right hand side little dink over the top the cross towards the far post initially Blackett Taylor's shot was saved but there was Rexaki to get a goal back for Charlton and we said this game wasn't over yeah uh, it's, it's like I said earlier when you're 1-0 you're very much still in the game 2-0 they've got a little bit of a cushion that's a wake-up call for Ipswich Town but that should get our tails up and they've been very much down in the last 15 minutes a little that's bit of light at the end of the tunnel actually run to Fraser instead to Cessnion who picks out Anike Anike left to Blackett Taylor cuts inside Blackett Taylor can he get a shot away he can saved and finished by Albie Morgan short of back level move involving Jackson E.K., Blackett Taylor and Sessignon and it was Blackett Taylor who cut back inside wasn't the best of shots but Walton down to his right hand side couldn't hold it and Albie Morgan following up finishes I said they weren't looking anywhere near as confident they didn't get anyone out 2v1 to help with Blackett Taylor the 11 harness who's come on a substitute is going to get shot after this game by his manager I don't know what he's thinking he had a very simple pass sideways he tried to keep possession lost it we broke through then you look at the 2v1 show Blackett Taylor on the outside now you've let him inside and then your keeper spills it back out into the middle of six yard box it's a calamity uh, it's not great defending on show at times here today but we're back level tries to turn Lavelle does so gets a shot away and scores so the substitution has made a difference he's barely been in the game Ladapo he's come on barely had a touch but we've allowed him to get the ball into feet and it was a tired bit of defending from the two centre-halves, I think it was Lavelle that was tight on him and Ladapo's managed to take the first touch inside onto that favoured right foot and he's drilled a shot from 19, 20 yards past Woolacott on the right-hand side. It was a fierce strike, but the question mark could be over allowing a centre-forward to get a full two. But I did say earlier in commentary, good sides find a way and it's not the first time they've won 3-2. Well, Morse is in space, takes the shot and that's 4-2. And it's way in the corner. Charlton allowed Ipswich the time to come forward they did so listen look at their bench they know they were very much on the back foot of 2-2 and struggling but good sides do find a way to win that's a great strike from Morsi there's some real I'm not making excuses here I'm not but when you're asking players to come in they barely had any minutes and you're playing against one of the better sides in the league we was always going to tire towards the end and it's been our undoing, I think. We just haven't been able to get tight enough in the last five minutes or so. To the corner of the Ipswich penalty area. Morgan sends it in. Chachanigo looked like he was having this, and it is a goal. Terrell Thomas, not only in his first league start, has got his first chunk goal. The ball to the back post looked like Anigo has been pulled. I think it might have been Blackett Taylor who got the ball back in. I'll confirm that in a second, but Thomas on hand to get a third for Charlton. Again, it's probably just consolation. Morgan with the free kick, went to the far side. 
Was Blackett Taylor got it back in and Thomas finishes? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their centre-halves and they won't be pleased with themselves. Either. Back to Fraser. Out to Morgan. Looking to deliver the ball into the box. It's a deep one. Morgan. Dobson gets it with a header. Oh, it's there! Oh, George Dobson has levelled it up for Charlton with the last seconds of the game. Quite extraordinary. It looked like we were dead and buried. But Charlton had other ideas. Jackson E.K. did superbly well. Charlton were patient to get the cross in. It was Albie Morgan who delivered it. And George Dobson heads his back over Christian Walton who couldn't get there. And quite remarkably, the addicts are back on level terms. That's quite appalling from Ipswich Town, to be honest. However, let's not worry about them. George Dobson tells you everything you need to know about us getting a result today. The fellow barely ever gets in the opposition box, let alone scores a goal. It's been a thrilling second half. It's been absolutely outstanding to watch. And if you left early, you've missed an absolute cracker. <laughs> Good grief. It is something quite special here. <laughs> Ah, well, it's very rarely I'm lost for words, but I have no idea what's been going on here. The game restarts. Ipswich in possession. Surely there can't be any more drama. What I will say is they'll they'll moan their backsides off about we were two and a half minutes oh, over the six. Hold on a sec, they're on the attack. Oh, it's a great block from Sessegnon. And there is the final whistle. It is, well... I'm not sure I know how to sum this oh, up. Oh, there we go. Absolutely superb uh, from the boys on Charlton TV. Uh, from, from 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 Terry in particular at, at the end there. He, he, he held it together better than I did, if we're being honest. But um, yeah, uh, just, just an incredible ending to, to the game. Um, the turning point then, Ben. Ben Garner got sent off. You know, the second goal for Ipswich is clearly offside. Dobson... Felt like he it shouldn't have been a foul. We ended up with Dobson getting booked from it. I think Terrell Thomas got booked from it in the wall. And Garner lost the plot. And do you know what I was thinking when Garner lost the plot? I was thinking, actually, I'm not that impressed by that. I was thinking, you know, he's, um, you're supposed to be the figurehead of the club and, and the disciplinarian. You've spoken about the discipline you brought into the side. And here you are ranting and raving, going down the touchline you're, like you're about to rip your shirt off and turn green in like the Incredible Hulk. But it had an effect in the Valley, you know, even for me, even when I was thinking, oh, he shouldn't be doing that. When we got that goal back, I was thinking, right, come on, we can get some justice out of this. And it whipped up the crowd and it whipped up the team. And we, we, it gave us the, the energy to battle back the first time. Whether it played a part in what happened after, I don't know. But it certainly felt like a changing point in that game. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I saw, well, I was the opposite side. And I was like... Is he, is that really, what's he doing? You just couldn't believe it, could you? Like, I've never seen a manager do that and go a bit, well, you see Mourinho doing some antics on the touchline, but that was very uncharacteristic of Ben Garner from what we've seen of him so far. And as you said, he's had a go at players' discipline so far this season. It was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, had the desired effect, eh? But he was totally right. I was right online. George Dobson got the ball Absolutely bizarre decision from the ref to not only give a foul, but to give him a booking as well. Crazy. And John Jules was so far offside from that second passage of play when it came in. What what got me, actually, none of the Charlton players protested it. 
They just all walked away and were blaming each other. I thought, be so far offside. So that was very infuriating to see another decision after Tuesday go against us like that. But, wow, what a desired effect. I mean, as you said, he went off, galvanised the fan. And when we did get that goal from Raksaki, you kind of felt, hang on, I know Ipswich are, well, supposedly top of the table, what they were singing during the game. We come back into this. And obviously we did, but that was the turning point. And as I said, with Chucks coming on when he did and Corey coming on, I mean, those two coming on are going to cause any team in this division problems. And they were superb when they came on. So, yeah, not only did Garner galvanise the fans with what he did, surprisingly at the time, but those subs made such a massive impact. And, yeah, I mean, look, they conceded two in the week, didn't they, against Port Vale? So we know they could concede goals, but we didn't know they could concede four like that. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the defending for our two our two added time goals, I'd expect Ipswich to concede four every week. I mean, the defending was atrocious, but our defending wasn't much better. Uh, ben mentioned it there, Sue, that the impact of Chooks and Ek and Corey Blackett Taylor when they both came off the bench was absolutely massive for us and. You know, we, we we know the deal with Chooks, unfortunately. He's probably never going to be able to start games. But Corey's just, just coming back from an injury. I remember saying I was saying to Kyle on, on the way down to the ground, I'd say I'd feel a lot more confident today if Corey was starting. Because I think, you know, a bit of pace, especially if they're going to be a team that's going to be progressive and come out, I, I think we'd, we'd have all sorts of uh, ability to trouble them on the counter. But, you know, when they did come on, that also did make a massive difference. Yeah, it seems obviously like I I saw the Portsmouth game on the TV, but um, when you when you look at how they they seem to have this really good um, relationship, and I was really impressed like that when they both came on, like seeing Corey just coming down, knocking them crosses in, and like we know Chucks is a bully, and he like he's he's gonna win those those um, headers, and uh, it just. I don't know. It just, it did. It re like it sort of reinvigorated the team. They they got a big lift for them both coming on because you know, as a team, you've got two players that are perfectly capable of creating things. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism, as we know, about Chucks with like the injury situation and not being able to play a whole game. But I'd rather have a player that can play ten, fifteen minutes at the end of the game and cause the damage that he does. Um, and I thought it worked well with Corey coming on as well because I I've sort of heard and seen that him playing a full game not always very consistent. But again, if if you've got someone that's got that pace coming on off the bench that you need that boost of energy, you're going to have that with them too. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, they they really did play a massive part when when they came into the game. It it was just one of those. Particularly the second half, which felt which felt really exciting, but even in the first half, it was quite quite an eventful afternoon. Obviously, we were the the, the phantom whistler uh, in in the first half. Uh, I was really I was really confused because uh, tw- twice the whistle blew. The first time it switched was sort of playing it into the channel uh, and ended up getting a crossing. The second one, I thought it might have been Caden Jackson or John Jules who was through on goal, uh, and the, and the whistle went and everyone stopped, including the, the striker, and then he eventually skewed his. His shot wide. I mean, in all of the chaos of yesterday, that almost got forgotten, didn't it, Ben? It was it was a bizarre incident. Yeah, it was bizarre. I, as I said, I was sat in the east towards the Ipswich fans, 
but you you could keep hearing something and thought, what is that? Is that is at one point you do look up, don't you? you? Go, oh, why's the ref stopped it there? So I thought Brian Cole did well actually with his announcement because it, as he said, it's like it's spoiling the game. So as much as you might think it's funny at one point to put them off a chance, ultimately the players were going to walk off, and the ref will have to stop the game until. The sus well, let's go say suspect. That sounds a bit too harsh, but until the person who was doing it is found, until he's thrown um, in jail forever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a shame because it did spoil the momentum. And as you said, all right, he did miss a chance, which I don't know what would have happened after that in terms of scoreline and that, because you just don't know in football. But yeah, that that again summed up the day. Just a bizarre day. I've heard people do that before, but not to that degree the way they keep doing it. So, yeah, yeah, fair play to Brian and stopping that. Yeah, um, one one of the disappointments from yesterday is is obviously we lost two players to injuries. Uh, We'll we'll hear from Garner in a few moments' time, but Manny went off with a muscle injury. I mean, then Owen looked serious. It was a knee injury and he was on a stretcher, which is never a good thing. Um, Hope, hope, well, we'll find out in in the coming days the seriousness of that. But when, when you see Owen going off like that, you fear the worst. Um, and, and you also fear the worst, unfortunately, when you see uh, uh, the likes of Sam Lavelle and Terrell Thomas coming on. Obviously, Terrell started. You haven't played a great deal of football yet. And I think, uh, in particular, I mean, all of the goals, really, we, we could have done better with. Although, obviously, one of them was offside. But the the, the, the second goal, no one went out to get the ball after the um, the, the free kick had been hit, hit the wall and went out wide. Everyone just left it to each other. The third goal, I mean, Lavelle got turned way too easily. And the fourth one, again, Sam Morsi allowed too much space to have a shot. And, and by the time we do block it, all, all, all we do is uh, give away a, a deflection into the back of the net as well. So, you know, as much as I enjoyed yesterday, the, def- the defensive issues are still there, Sue. Yeah, I mean, looking at Twitter last night and this morning like I think there's there's clearly issues I mean obviously we know Innes has got some issues with his kind of discipline um so I mean reading four four sending offs in 41 games that's not not ideal is it um I don't know whether, is it a one-match ban for him because it was well, yeah, two yellows? Yeah, or... he's still got one more because it's his second one. He's still got one more right. ban to serve, one more game to serve, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's, if you're not necessarily being supported in the in the windows to, to strengthen, um, that's always going to be an issue. Um, I think January is going to be telling in how we go forward because again unfortunately you're going to have to think about injuries with with obviously Owen going off it didn't look good he he, I saw him come back up the tunnel to watch the last bit of the game and he had one of those brace things on his leg and he was on crutches so um, obviously I guess they're airing on the side of caution with that but it you've got the possibility that you've lost him for months if if it's as bad as it could be it's mm. it's just, it is it's really difficult with, with that defensive and i actually i felt like couple of couple of the goals joe could have saved one of them went under his body yeah. um which which was disappointing but again what 
I think Ben's hands are tied, aren't they? With with options and, yeah, and like I said, yeah, it, January's going to be a big window for us. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So I was having this conversation in the press room with someone yesterday because obviously on Thursday show we played uh, the clip about Ben Garner speaking about Ipswich's resources and stuff, and and I think the general feeling is now that we aren't resourced because we're, we're trying to break even, but. You know, someone was was saying to me in the press room or something. Yeah, but we spent money over the last couple of windows, so we shouldn't we shouldn't be allowing the manager to use that as an excuse yet. But so I think it's it's sort of two different things, really, because yes, we have clearly spent money in the last few windows before the summer, but not not wisely enough because we ended up where we are. But also, I think I don't think it's wrong to have a feeling that we're now not going to spend money because that's what they want to. That that's what his his sort of uh, plan is going forward. So it's a bit of the, the the worst of both worlds in that we spent money poorly and now we're not going to spend it anyway. So it's yeah, very strange. Um, uh, before we hear from from Ben Garner, uh, Ben, I mean that I don't know if there was many many waverers. I don't you know I, I, it's hard to gauge public opinion on a manager because we're sort of you know we we, we we're a bit streaky. We're bumbling along in mid table. Um. The, the sometimes you after the eight game winless run, you know, away at Lincoln, he he was getting a hell of a, a lot of abuse from 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 the away end. Uh, after the three game winning run, they were singing his name. So it's hard to say exactly how fans feel about him. But I I will say his displays of emotion when he got sent off yesterday, and then uh, when he came back on uh, to celebrate the goal and and, and celebrate full time, I I think have won him a lot of plaudits. I think from what I've seen, the fans really enjoyed that show of emotion. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And uh, as we'll come on to later in the fans bar where I chat to fans, a lot of people said they really warmed to him after that and they were a supporter of his because I don't think you can't be at the moment because we're doing okay in the table. As you said, maybe a few weeks ago after that Lincoln nil-nil and the Colchester game, fans were kind of unsure if he was the man to take us forward. Um, but since then, I think he's gained a lot of credibility, especially the Portsmouth game. And then yesterday, seeing the manager show that passion on the touchline um, just warms you to him a lot more uh, to show that he really does care. I think we've seen that a lot from the players, especially the Portsmouth game as well. Their passion when we scored those goals and seeing their faces like our faces in the stand. And it means so much to them. And as it did to Ben Garner yesterday as well, it just that that makes you want the club to win even more because you think, yeah, it means it to them. And you can see it with Ben yesterday. His reaction was just like, yeah, I love seeing those pictures. Um, I think Kyle and uh, Paul Edwards put them out yesterday and you just go, yeah, that's our club. That's our manager. Look, he's punching the air like we are. And yeah, look, it's it's been a tough time for him over the last few weeks because just when he did change from that formation that did well for him last season with Swindon, started off with us doing that formation, it just wasn't working. He changed it. You think, okay, it was fine. It was working, looking good. Then Miles gets that injury. As you said, Chucks can't start games, so he's trying to put players in different positions. Um and sometimes it doesn't work. I don't think it worked yesterday with with Kirk in that role and Raksaki and Stockley. Don't think it was working. But then you have got that um, Joker card, as we said in the week, with going, right, well, we're going to bring Chooks on. We're going to bring Corey on. And they changed the game. So I'm pleased for him that that worked because his hands are tied, as Sue said, with bringing players in or just having that strength in depth. 
So he's really working with the bare minimum, but it worked yesterday. So I'm pleased for him with that regard. Excellent stuff. Well, let's hear from the Addicts manager then. Uh, he came to speak to me uh, after yesterday's incredible 4 all draw uh, with uh, with Ipswich. I'd asked him if, uh, if, he, if he'd just about calmed down enough uh, to tell me what he made of it overall. I don't know what to say, to be honest. Um, I'm so proud of the players. Uh, they were incredible. You know, to come back from two down once uh, is, is amazing. To do it twice in the same game, uh, in stoppage time, um, it shows the character and the team spirit that's growing and what we've got. And for me, they're the, they're the strongest team in this in this division. As I said before, the game they're very well backed, but they're also very well coached. Um, and we went toe to toe with them for long periods, and were better than them in in long periods of the game. Um, and that shows how good we how good we can be. And to do that with uh, two players having to come off with injury in the first half, uh, to do that against twelve men, with, with, with what it was. Um, yeah, I'm so proud of the players and, and supporters. I love you. You're incredible. The atmosphere second half was, was, was unbelievable. It really was. I guess if you weren't in the stands at full time, you probably would have been on the pitch with the rest of them. That was some ending as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was amazing. I actually got a glimpse of it from the bottom down by the tunnel. And um, yeah, fantastic, you know, to get that. And it was thoroughly deserved. You know, we deserved at least a point from the game. Um, and I said before the game, people say that your luck evens out with officials over the season. We're due some luck. We're due some decisions because, I mean, everyone in the stadium can see Dobbo's got the ball for the free kick. It's so clear. To cap it off, he's offside from the cross. Um, and not only that, we get two players booked from it and I then get sent off from the referee getting a decision completely wrong. Uh, and it's our fault. But they need to look at themselves. Um, and the, the fourth official... It was like being back at school every time I tried to talk to him. It was like when you've got a kid at school that says he's going to tell his mum about you. You know, just stand up and have a conversation and be a man. And um, to send me off for, for just ask, pointing out that we've had two players booked from that incident um, and then clapping and saying, well done, that's not sending off. You know, I haven't sworn, I haven't been aggressive. Um, they need to stand up and, and be a man like you would do on the street. You know, you don't get to hide because you're an official at the game and not have a conversation with people and um, and not be respectful and have a conversation. Um, yeah, so it's disappointing. Oh, it's probably a ban and a fine. I don't know. I've never been sent off before, but um, I don't want that to overshadow what was such an incredible team effort and such an incredible atmosphere here this afternoon. You're certainly wearing your heart on your sleeve when you went off the pitch. And mm. in a way, did you think that reaction from yourself and the crowd helped to galvanise the team after that? Yeah, I was walking off. You're obviously frustrated and, uh, um, and and there was some energy and noise from the crowd. So I just went with them and, and it rose and rose. And I just wanted to show how much I value them and my passion and, and how much it means to me. And... Uh, and they responded, and we, we don't get that result today without the crowd. We don't. No, not, not a chance. And that emotional energy was so, so important in the game. And it shows what a special atmosphere we can create here at the Valley. You probably don't get the result without Blackett, Taylor and Anike coming on as well. What an impact those two made. Brilliant. And that was what's so frustrating about the second goal, because we, we knew they had half an hour in them, both of them. And it was always the plan, get to an hour and make those changes. And we lost Manny early on, which was a key part of the game plan first half. Um, Albie come in and, and had a real go at doing that but was obviously much much better when he went into his natural role um, and Chooks and Corey come on and had such an impact they really did and that was always the game plan and if we'd have had that at, even at 1-0 uh, you know what difference that, that would have made then but the fact it was 2-0 down you're thinking man in the climb but once you got the first goal you, you just sense it you could feel that energy and um, 
I felt like we were going to go on and win it. Uh, we then concede and you're kicking yourself and they get another and, uh, and then to do what we did is just special. It just really is. Uh, what about the, the manner of the two injuries then for, for Manny and for Owen who looked quite serious when he came off? Yeah, Owen was his knee. Uh, obviously, we'll have to assess and see. There's nothing we can sort of say now or know about it. Um, and, and Manny was a muscular one. I think it was his groin on a, on a clearance. So, um, yeah, we're fingers crossed. Uh, nothing too serious because we, we're not blessed with a huge squad. We're not and we've got... We've got three cup games now uh, that we want to progress in and it will give an opportunity to rotate and it would have done a lot more, but you know we've lost a couple now. So we're just fingers crossed and hopefully good news on both of them. Obviously, after such a high, it feels a shame to pick up a couple of bits, but I guess the, the manner of, of the third and fourth goals, in particular the third one, is too, e- too easy to get his shot off there. Absolutely. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a poor goal. It shouldn't go in. Um, you, know, you can't be in the 90th minute 2-2 point in the game and, and concede that goal you, you can't and um, we have to do better at that but in, in defence of Terrell and Sam they've hardly played any football uh, recently and to come on against as I said in my opinion the strongest team in this division and equip themselves the way they did is, is credit to their professionalism and character it's easy to forget this happened in the first half now but I'm sure Kieran will have more to say about it than you but there was a whistle in the crowd in, in the first yeah. half that was, um, that was unusual you don't hear that often no th- there was twice and I think the first one went in their favour because we stopped and then they got across and got a corner but the second one probably went in our favour because he was he was through on goal so I've never known that before uh, on both occasions I thought it was a referee uh, you know when we stopped on the first one all, all of us stopped and ended up getting across in a corner and on the second one I think it was, it was John Jules was it that went through it, it probably affected him in all honesty so um, yeah I, I don't know where that was coming from I'm glad it got sorted uh, and hopefully we never we never get that again um, at Bolton, you said that getting top six would be an overachievement this season. But after the recent run of form, um, I think that's one defeat in your last seven games. And the confidence you'll take from this, um, would you still say that top six would be an overachievement? I think it'd be a huge effort. I still do. Um, it depends what we can do in, in, in January, you know, because uh, if we can strengthen the squad and get more depth and bring three or four high-quality players in, then we can certainly have a real push in the second half of the season. But my mindset at the moment being completely honest and transparent with, with everyone is, is just try and stay as high up the league as we can until January if we can be top 8 top 10 uh, and be in touch with, with, with the, the sort of the playoffs and the, and the promotion teams then um, uh, and, and then strengthen in January then we can have a real push in the second half of the season Sam said to be here today are you going to have a chat with him this week about January? Yeah hopefully we need to have a sit down Thomas has been back in America I've spoken to him a few times on the, on the phone and Zoom calls um, but I, yeah I, I want to look ahead to January now and, and know firstly what pond we're fishing in um, and whatever pond that is no problem uh, as long as I know and then uh, um, and then we go to work on it and we, and we try and strengthen the key areas and we also need to hope and pray then injuries today aren't serious because as I say in the meantime we've not got a great deal of, of depth we're quite a we're quite a small squad um, and that's going to be key going through to, to, to January is keeping the squad fit and everyone available as best we can Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlotte has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. It's uh, Louis Mendes, Sue Gallup, and Ben Cloak. Uh, looking back, uh, I, I, I still, I'm still buzzing to be honest. Just one, one of the most entertaining games of football I've seen in a long time. With just, just an incredible ending as, as well. Um, it really was a, a great moment at the Valley, and you know, I, I as I've said, um, uh, you know, I, I, I blame no one who left early yesterday, but at the same time, I am gutted for them because. You know, the, the someone took screenshots of the. I don't know if you've seen. There's a, there's a great video of the, one of those weirdos who films himself watching the game in the away end. And and normally, normally I'm like, I don't know why you're wasting your time there. But to be honest, to see the valley from from the away end, how mad uh, those people were left in was was just a pleasure. But you can see the difference between, for example, our second goal and our fourth goal. I'd say I'd say not even half of the remaining Charlton fans that like were still there, which is. Uh, which is a shame, but yeah, it really was one of those one of those incredible moments. So some of the best limbs we've seen in the valley for a long time, probably since the the, the Doncaster playoff semi final game. Um, yeah, so so for Ghana, Sue, um, it, it's been an interesting start for him. You know, uh, he, he spoke at, at the end there. We heard about wanting uh, the transfer window to come soon, wanting to know sort of roughly what what ballpark we're shopping in as well. Um, you, you said it already. It is going to be big for him. I mean, we if we are to make any dent at the top six, you know, and I've, I've put my stats out to try and show people how realistic or unrealistic it is or, or what we have to achieve, which I think is we still have to win about half our remaining games and only lose about six or seven. So it's a tough ask. But if we are to do that, we need we, we need to have a January window this year that is better than last year's. Obviously, last year we've got, we got Chooks, who unfortunately missed the rest pretty much most of the rest of the season. We've got Fraser, who also did with with illness and injury. And then we had two pretty ineffective loan signings. So we, we've got to have a better hit rate this this January. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I'm hoping that that Ben is given what he needs. Um, he's he's I don't know. He's a he's a strange one. I I listen obviously listen to his interviews after each game and. I was finding it difficult to make my mind up about him as a person. Um, as a manager, obviously, there's no doubt he's talented. Um, but it, as a person, you try and like work out, do I like this person? And, yeah, it was cringy when he got sent off for some people. I loved it, personally. I love to see that passion in someone. Um but yeah, I think for him, 
you you want to feel like your owner is backing you to 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 do what you feel he's able to do i feel like he's got he's got the capability to get us into the playoffs but he needs to be backed in that window um because as we saw towards the end of that game i mean some of them players were literally like i think fraser looked like he was running on empty i mean they still kept going but you you worry that it's still a lot of this season to go and if you're not strengthened in january we're going to lose a lot more to injury just through sheer tiredness um so yeah i think with with ben he needs to sort of i like how vocal he is about stuff like that um i'm not sure the owner would like some of the things that that sometimes have been said um but Again, I, I I admire that character in him to be able to speak out and say what he wants and what he wants to happen and how mm. he feels about it all. Yeah, it is, it is remarkable though. Like you say, he, he comes into to press conferences and he does speak quite eloquently. I mean, he does he does have a go at referees still in in press conferences, but he does speak quite eloquently. Did see him turn into an absolute animal like uh, like we did uh, yesterday. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in uh, to uh, uh, the studio uh, this uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, Josh said yesterday, getting early, took someone that's never been to a football game today, was worried on Friday at how bad we would be. What a first game. Doesn't change us being terrible with the fact... <laughs> Uh, that feeling is uh, so good, even uh, for a draw. Yeah, it's, look, I, I said it yesterday on on, on Radio and so You know what? Like just just for t- just for twenty minutes yesterday, you, you, everyone in that stadium just wanted to forget where Charlton are sitting in the table, what our playoff chances are. It doesn't really matter if we were third from bottom. If we got a point like that, it's just it's just one of those things you, you never. You never want to forget. Right, Stuart says, so the time has come to drop Stockley. Uh, ben Garner has shown patience. Keep the Palace kid on the right flank and Corey Blackett-Taylor on the left. Start with Chooks and have Carnu on the bench. Stockley has no mobility to play in this system. I mean, it was it was telling that, you know, we clearly improved when Chooks came on and, and, and Jaden went off yesterday, uh, Ben. We're not we're not in a position to start Chooks, I'm afraid. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to be, but we're not in terms of his fitness. Um, and and obviously we're, we're light up front, so I don't see I don't see a situation where Jaden gets dropped currently. But it, I don't know; it wasn't his day yesterday. It wasn't his day yesterday. Um, I thought the Portsmouth game he was excellent, and I thought the Exeter game before that he played really well and drew others into play. And Shrewsbury, I thought he d- he did well. Um, but as I said earlier, without Miles next to him and having that two strikers up front, you can put Kirk and Raksaki and Corey there. It doesn't seem to work uh, to bring the best out of him. Uh, I really think, yeah, he needs an out-and-out striker with him to help. Uh, but as you said, Chooks isn't ready to start. Will he ever be ready to start? I don't know. But look, Stockley has got good qualities that he does bring others into play. He hasn't got the goals he'd like to. I don't think he's had the best service to him. Um, he seems to... I mean, yesterday I was watching him. He dropped so deep for the ball. But then, of course, as as we said, you do have that joker card with bringing on Chooks. And look, he was nearly involved in... Well, I think he was directly involved in all four goals. So you look at that and go, oh, wow, look, get, get him starting again. But as Sue said... He is so dangerous when you bring him on. And are we happy to have that 20 minutes of Chooks coming on? Well, yeah, 
but you just try and get more out of Stockley and the best you can out of him, which is difficult because we haven't got any other strikers. I know he said Carney there, but I don't. Doesn't seem like that's an option. I don't think he's got the build at the moment. Maybe that's why they're not playing him a bit more. Mm. Um, There's another yeah, youngster just... coming up. There's another youngster coming up through the ranks. Someone's been telling me about it this week, and again, I was. My own fault for not, I don't watch the under-18s as much, but there's a young Irish striker who's meant to be quite good. He's got a hat-trick in, in midweek against Kingstonian. So, hey, let's, let's chuck him in as well if we're going to throw all the youngsters in. But, yeah, yeah, not been Stockley's day. I mean, there, there is a tweet somewhere here. We'll try and find it. Uh, some, someone did ask about... Well, yeah, here we go. Simon says, uh, is, is it time to consider the goalkeeper position? Uh, what difference uh, Chooks and Corey made? Dobson got the armband when Stockley came on. Should he keep it full-time? I'm not against the idea of Dobson keeping it full time, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Sue that the goalkeeper position. I mean, I'm not a fan of Craig McGovern, so I'm not. I'm not desperate to bring him in. I mean, we'll see how he does when when the World Cup comes and and Jojo goes off with Ghana. I think he got beaten a couple of times from range yesterday, which I think he he may fell. He could have got down to, but I, I don't know. Maybe we're being harsh on that. They were well struck shots, and the second one obviously took a deflection. But maybe the the second goal where he came out to try and meet the cross for the header. Um, I thought he had that all day long, and then John Jules got nipped in ahead of him. So maybe he might he might have done a bit better with that one as well, actually. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think obviously in in the rest of the the field you've got various players in in different positions, but you can only have one goalkeeper. And like you say, the confidence wasn't isn't there for Craig. And then we've got Jojo going off on international duty for the World Cup. So I feel quite worried about that position over that period of time that the World Cup's on. Um, I, it, Jojo's far better keeper than Craig. Um, there's no doubt about that. But And I think, yeah, probably we are being a bit harsh on him because at the end of the day, that's why you've got defenders in front of you to make sure that they don't get into those positions. Um but yeah, I I do I feel quite worried about what it's going to look like when Jojo's off mm. um, for the World Cup. Um, maybe that's I don't know. Is is Nathan still out on loan? Um, yeah, out, Nathan Harness is out on loan for a month, so we, we, I think he's due back for the World Cup. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll obviously you assume become the, the backup keeper at that point. But yeah, yeah, it, it's an area perhaps of concern. I mean, I've, I think Jojo's done pretty well this season. There's been a couple of bits here and there I, I'm not I'm not personally desperate for a change as, as it stands right anyway Charlton Exile uh, said what a game I'm not convinced by Ghana's tactics of playing it out from the back I just don't think uh, we have the quality to pull it off but he seems a decent fella and yesterday I loved his passionate fans uh, fan rousing exit after the red card good on you uh, Ben Rachel says this has to be one of the maddest ever games how do those uh, <laughs> officials keep getting worse and worse uh, Chooks and Corey uh, gave us better energy and Garner stirring up the fans as he was escorted off the pitch uh, was probably the best thing he's done as a manager. Still lots to learn though. Uh, that's from Rachel as well. Yeah, people really did uh, did buy into to what Ben was doing on the way off there. Uh, Paul Tonkers said he's calling this free game run the Scott Fraser trilogy. Uh, Milton Keynes, Ipswich and then Burton uh, up soon as well. It's a premier three former clubs. Right, uh, we had a DM as well. Alan said, proud of the boys. They never gave up the fight and got us the point. Corey and Chooks turned that game around for me. Uh, no one can handle Chooks. Different team when he's on the pitch. Uh, how much better of a team did we look when Jaden went off? We have to start playing games without him again uh, up top on his own. It's just painful to watch. So pleased that Dobbo finally got to wear the captain's armband and a fantastic... Uh, Captain Fantastic got his goal. Man of the match again. Should be captain full-time as he leads by example every game 
All the best, guys. That's from Alan. Well, the man that Alan wants to see as the captain full-time came to speak to me uh, after the game uh, yesterday. Again, uh, I asked him what was going through his mind as he saw his header uh, just loop into the back of the net to cap off that remarkable comeback. Nah, not really. <laughs> to be honest, I thought the keeper was just going to catch it. Um, <laughs> and then it's obviously looped over his head and gone in. And ah, Yeah, it was an unbelievable feeling. Um, yeah, up there with one of the best I've had on a football pitch. Um no, I, th- I think that's one of the best we've played in the second half. Obviously, to be two goals down twice against a team with probably the biggest budget in the league and, for me, the the best players in the league um, shows shows where we can be and where we're, we're not that far away. Obviously, the other night was disappointing, um, but before that, uh, we've said the three wins and then, and then the performance, especially in the second half today. Um, it's got to give us great confidence, obviously, going into the cup games coming up and then the next set of fixtures leading into Christmas to really stamp our mark and get ourselves into them playoff positions. Yeah, I was both still trying to catch our breath after oh. that game, I think. <laughs> but when, when you go two goals down in added time, I think that the temptation there would have been for heads to drop. Why, why didn't they? Why did you still believe? Um, it, it was a tough one, obviously. When two, two down with two minutes to play, you're obviously subconsciously thinking, oh, we're struggling here, but... Um, you, you've got to keep going and obviously um, Terrell's done well to get in and get the goal and then it's uh, we, we spoke to the ref and he said there's two to go and, and in football two minutes is a long time you always you, it's one second for that chance so um, we kept believing and yeah just uh, obviously delighted for it to hit the back of the net and yeah just brilliant feeling that like for the players for the fans everyone together and I just really hope we can use that as fuel for, for everyone as the club to kick on together Um for the next part of the season. Were you going for goal? From my angle, I was, I was waiting for someone at the far post to head it in, but it looked uh, like it went straight in. Yeah, I was literally just trying to keep the ball in play, really. <laughs> like, I'd, uh, I thought it was going to go over my head. I, I don't think I've ever... I don't know if I've jumped, but... Um, yeah, just obviously to go in, just, yeah, as I said, the relief and the, the happiness of, of it is, yeah, a wonderful moment. The, the, the second half was one of the craziest I've seen down here in years. I mean, when, when they got their second goal and Ben got sent off, he really tried to rile up the crowd. Were, were, were you, did you sort of take something from that? Were you galvanised by, yeah, by the no, manager's of, reaction? Of course, there? of course. We obviously see it. You, you, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a mad moment because I, 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 I won the ball for, the, for their free kick, which led to the goal. And the, the, obviously, you can't really say too much, but there was some debatable decisions today, like, like there has has been in a lot of our games lately but um, yeah yeah. obviously we just tried to use that and Chuck's come on and I thought was and Corey were outstanding they, they really gave us a different impetus and really dri- helped drive the team on and I think as well as the gaffer that gave everyone that added initiative to, to, really, to really push on and then obviously getting the goals goals change games and give you that momentum and, and we use that so I mean, you've mentioned about the, the overall season. We, we've just come off this this three game winning run, and obviously had, had the disappointment on Tuesday. But how, how do you see the season as a whole so far? Well, obviously, I think we've had a lot of good performances. I, don't, I wouldn't say that there's been many games where we've come off and we've been like we've been outplayed today. We have we, we've been poor. We've just we've just some sometimes we've probably struggled a little bit in the final third to to create and score. And obviously. With having Chooks injured and obviously Miles getting injured, we haven't had many options at the top of the pitch, which is always not the um, not the easiest. So for Chooks to come back and hopefully stay fit, like you see what he was like today, he's he's an absolute beast when he's plays like that for half hour. So um, no, we've we've just got to take as much confidence as we can today um, into 
into the cup games and as I said into the next league games because we can't waste this momentum we've got to use this as as added fuel for us to really kick on uh, if there was one player, Ben, that I would have wanted to have scored that goal to epitomise a comeback and, and, and a fight and a battle and everything that, you know, we want from a Charlton side, then then out of the last two seasons, this, this season and last, it had to be George Dobson because he... he the, the thing about him is, like, he's been dropped out of this team twice, right? He got dropped by Nigel Atkins last year and he battled and he kept his place for every single game under Jacko and he got dropped for... One game against Derby at home this year by Ghana, and due to an injury, he came on after half an hour, and he's never looked back. Like he, he, that boy knows how to fight for his place, and I, un, undroppable now. There's no way he'll be dropped again. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth there. There's not anyone on that pitch that I couldn't have wished more to score that goal. And as we said, he epitomised that fighting spirit in his play. Every week for us, I mean, he's some player. Uh, he needs a new contract, definitely. We need to keep hold of him. But yeah, I mean, look, he's in kind of a different role this season where he's in a two with Fraser in the middle. And he's just, him and Fraser, he's playing really well together. I think that is a real key partnership for us in the middle. And when that ball come across, I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't pause and think, oh, that's a great cross, but, oh, George Dobson's on the end of a header. I don't think he's going to score this. But now you look back and go, George Dobson scored a header. <laughs> and one that just, it looked like it went slow-mo over that keeper just looped in, as you said. And, <laughs> wow. And I love the pictures of him, just his face, just losing it again. The thing with yeah. Garner, it just, he feels like us fans do. And we yeah, love George was, Dobson. Uh... The great thing about George, so he he came in to do the interview, I'd say not even 10 minutes after the end of the game, which is unusual, actually. The players tend to come in after the manager, but he's obviously, he must have done Charlton TV as well. And he came in and he was still, like I was still ex- you know, exhilarated and struggling to catch my breath, but he was as well. You could tell you could tell how much he enjoyed that moment. It really was a, a special moment. Right, let's have a look at a couple of emails. Carl said, well, uh, what a game. Once the dust settles down, it'll go down as one of those famous Valley games uh, that you just had to be at. The uh, ending was brilliant. It showed the spirit and the togetherness uh, in the squad. We need to go into that into games with that level of passion and energy. Uh, too many games we've been uh, a little uh, lacklustre. He said, I thought the first half was a bit of a non-event. Uh, the injuries stopped our game plan and obviously the whistle stopped theirs a couple of times too. The first two goals were killers to give away. I know there's a debate about the second one being offside, but we need to deal, <coughs> excuse me, deal with bo- uh, balls into the box uh, better. The first is a near post header and the second one, no one goes out for the cross to be dealt with. The introduction of Chooks, and CBT, and then bringing Albie back into the inside of the midfield uh, made all the difference. We held the ball up top and started to bring others uh, into the game. We finally had that identity and way of playing uh, that caused a top team problems. We then fell asleep for a couple of minutes. Lavelle can't be getting turned that easily. Uh, we conceded another from long range as well. Uh, the crosses for our last two, they were brilliant. The knockback from Corey to Thomas uh, was very clever for the third, and that was a massive positive for me as we have seen Corey panic in situations like that before. Uh, the ball from Morgan to Dobbo at the end was pinpoint. Uh, it felt like time stood still uh, as the uh, the ball travelled past Walton. It was a brilliant header. I hope this is a pivotal moment in the career of Ben Garner. He got a reaction from the fans uh, and the players and hope this continues. The, boy dug, the boys dug in uh, and at times were very good. That's what we need to take forward. The defending's a worry, especially after the two injuries, though. Hopefully togetherness uh, will see us through. Keep up the good work. 
Uh, let's play that equaliser accordion once a week. All the best. That's from Carl. Cheers, Carl. Excellent uh, email. And then Simon says, uh, Hi, gents. Looking forward to today's uh, pod. Great commentary from Louis. So keen to get Terry's uh, as well in the last minute equaliser in the commentary shootout. Well, we've heard that now as well. Um, was at the game in the cover then. Superb support for the team uh, there yesterday. Uh, we felt like we looked much better team once Stockley went off and Kirk uh, seemed a bit lost as well. Really good game from Sessiong. Uh, maybe would have won v Milton Keane if he'd played left instead of Clare. Uh, now that we're short of centre-backs, maybe try Stockley there. <laughs> the graph doesn't lie. Uh, yeah, we will sl- we'll fall, likely fall short of the points target, having taken just four from the last nine in this division. Uh, but any run might make uh, playoffs possible. I can't see it, though, unless we strengthen well in January. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, that's from Simon. Cheers, Simon. Yeah, I, I, I haven't refreshed. I, I haven't, well, I've refreshed the graph. I haven't published the graph yet because I don't think anyone wants to think about the graph uh, after a game like yesterday. We'll think about the graph during the week, maybe. Right, let's uh, hear uh, from some more fans. Now, I drove Ben home from the game yesterday and he was playing me these fans bar interviews that he did. And I was so pleased because I think they just absolutely epitomised uh, what what everyone was feeling in, in that fans bar after yesterday's game. It really was a special, a special, special afternoon. And, and uh, well, Vince is on there and he puts it perfectly. He says it was just magical. Uh, so let's hear what the uh, the fans told Ben uh, just after the final whistle in the fans bar yesterday. It was a wonderful afternoon. I personally got to admit, I did get in the uh, queue for the covered end bar at 4-2. I thought it was done and dusted. Then we scored to make it to make it uh, 4-3, and then everyone started running back in. But I remember, you know, safety first. But I <laughs> keep, keep my place in the queue. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was going mental. It was a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. And my girlfriend, she said, I actually now get it. I, and this was even at 4-2, she said it. A 4-4, she went, oh, it's mad. I think she's going to buy a half-season ticket, it's wonderful. I'm on 50-50 with positivity and negativity. But what I saw today was there was a bit of character. Because you cannot have, you have to have character if you're two, two goals down to this Ipswich side, multi-million pound, they're like the Man City of League One. You come back from two down and you come back from 4-2 down. You, you need character in abundance to actually make something absolutely insane great game I wanted to leave at 4-2 but I got held back by certain Benji and uh, well the rest is history as they say I mean fair play to Cholton they never gave up they kept going at it but uh, yeah just absolutely insane really can't tell you much more but it was absolutely fantastic but then 4-2 in injury time you go that's it oh you know we won it and to bounce back and to see the faces of those child players in photographs those child players celebrating our equalising it is magical these days are magical why we come to football I, I walked out the ground I was waiting for my family I had the force no difference to me same old I don't care Whatever, I'm getting them. I'm still on my way out of the ground. Then it went to 4 3. I'm still not too bothered, it's just a consolation. Then I hear the corner, I rush back in the ground, and I see us, and I saw the 4 4. And, and as I've already said, all this stuff, you know, we know we're not on their level as far as quality, right? I think we'd all agree. But, as far, but the one thing I've seen today, which I don't think I've seen for maybe a couple of years at least, under Jackson, no, Jackson, or wherever else we've had, or Atkinson, 
is that there is spirit and fight there. Because you don't come back from a team like Ipswich in this league twice from being 2 0 down. That doesn't happen unless you've got a bit of character. And in the yeah, look, the, the sign today is just, I think, you know, this is a message to you, Thomas. You've got to put some money into the club because the heart, the spirit is there. And Ghana is doing enough to, to try and coax the best out of the players. But you need to put your hand in your pocket, mate, and get a few players in because with that, I think we could push for a playoff spot. There we go. Absolutely brilliant work, Ben. And uh, to all of you who chatted to him yesterday, thanks for doing that for us. Uh, yeah, re- really enjoyed that. Look, we, we've um, we've gone massively over time, Sue, but I, I, and, and Ben, but I, I don't want to go away without just touching on, you know, what was the big talking point during the week? Um, the trust, uh, the supporters' trust, <clears throat> sat down and had a, a Zoom meeting uh, with uh, with Thomas Sangard, trying to understand. Uh, the plans and that going forwards, and there, I mean, there, there was a few things that came out of it, Sue, that weren't ideal. You know, the, one of the things I think not not everyone cares about this. I understand because most people just go for football, and that's perfectly acceptable because it's a football club. You just want to go and watch football. But the 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 the, the, the allegations of, of the culture around the club at the moment, in terms of the backroom staff, and you know, just pe- people who would be on normal wages like you and I. Uh, and working in a culture that, that's n- not sounding great at the moment. It's, there's been, um, you know, accusations of bullying, and there's been, there's been accusations of, of an unhappy cult- workplace culture. And when I mean, when the question was put to Thomas Sangard, he, he he sort of said it was effectively a plan <laughs> to try and engage change. But I mean, that's not you know th- these are people these are people's livelihoods and lives and working environments which affect people's mental health and things like that. And, you know, and then. When Thomas was asked by the supporters trust, and he said, "You don't need to worry about that. We'll figure it out. Just turn up and cheer on the team." And that came across as a bit condescending as well, Sue. Yeah, we're we're the last group of supporters on earth that you want to be saying things like that to. Um, look at our history, Thomas. We don't we don't stand for stuff like that. It's it's not going to happen. You don't. I mean, as we know, like rumours that had come out about the way staff were being treated um if change is reasonable in that people are not doing like what they should be doing fine but that's not the case that is not what was happening and surely if people are not up to scratching their jobs you put them on an improvement plan You, you don't work like that and then advertise the same job for a lower salary that clearly, again, yeah, cost-cutting, stripping that academy, something that the supporters pay into through Valley Gold. You're not going to win fans, Thomas, by doing things like that. And no amount of, oh, don't worry about it, come along and support the team, that's not going to rinse with us. It's, you're just not going to get support from the fan base when you continue to have car crash interviews like you did in the week. Um, I feel really passionately about this. I know right in the beginning I was sort of Team Thomas. I was sucked in to the dream. Um, But the more and more I hear, the more and more I worry about where our future is going to lie if this man continues to own our football club. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Like, we hear 
uh, you know, speak to, I speak to people who work behind the scenes at the Valley all the time, you know, in various different roles. And, and and you get a gauge of how things are feeling, and yeah, it's, it is a bit uncomfortable, you know. Um, there, there was one bit that that did make I did think was absolutely bizarre is the the admission that basically Lewis Cat, who's obviously on this show, is our fan, uh, is also the fans' advisor. It's a separate role. It's obviously that's not to do with the show. He does it on his own time, but. I find it weird that he's been asked to deal with Castor. <laughs> like he's ended up dealing with Castor. Like it feels like there's no, there's no management structure, and 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 Lewis is going in there and trying to wrestle some uh, control and 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 help help the club. And I think he's actually doing a pretty good job. But it, it shouldn't be up to him. It shouldn't be up to a fan who, who's doing a voluntary role to come in and actually knock some sense. There should be a management structure there. But uh, the management of the club. You know, coming from the very top level, feels really sort of scattergun and a bit all over the place how they do things. And, and like, yeah, I, f- I find that uh, particularly odd. Um, you know, I mentioned on Twitter yesterday, I don't agree with the owner talking about players' strengths and weaknesses. It's not his job to be having that conversation, certainly about players that are no longer play for us. I mean, I don't think he should be saying it about our players anyway. Uh, unless, unless it's overly, unless it's just a nice, yeah, he's a good player, stuff like that. You know, it's not, it's not his job to say that Jaden Stockley's not had a great season, or you know, talk about Connor Washington. And a, a lot of people are, when I say, when I said on Twitter during the week, a few people were like, oh, Connor Washington's not the best goal scorer, and that's what roughly what Thomas said. I said, yeah, I agree with that. I, I didn't think he was the best goal scorer when he was with us. I liked him for different reasons, but it's not the fact that he has this this opinion. It's the fact that he says it. I don't know any other owner in in the in the football league that comes out and slags off other teams' players. It's just it it. it, it Gives a bit of a bash to your reputation with teams, other teams in the league, teams that you have to make deals with, teams that you know they they look at you and they think this guy doesn't really understand football, and he doesn't really know what he's talking about, and that's that's why it's a concern. But look, we, we've we've covered it a bit, we've gone over time. I'm sure we can say more about it on Thursday if anyone wants to email about what Thomas had to say during the week. Maybe you don't agree with what me and Sue have said here, so obviously make sure you get your email in and, and challenge us because that's what the show's all about. It's not just me and Sue and, and Ben talking about it, but we're going to leave it there because I think my voice is about to die um i'm surprised i've still got any after yesterday i'm surprised any of us do to be honest after the the noise we all made uh, when that fourth goal went in so look, it's it's, uh, it's been a really enjoyable show for me i hope you guys have enjoyed it as well uh, thanks to everyone who sent your messages in or spoke to ben uh, in the fans but as always it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you both ben and sue yeah Cheers, it's been it's been brilliant i've really enjoyed being back on hopefully yeah. some more to come yeah, uh, well, if, if every time you come back to a game, we do that, so you, you should start coming every week again. Um, right, I'm Louis Mendes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't forget, well, I, I think there's a Papa John's game coming up in midweek, so yeah, I'm sure that'll be just as exciting. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again uh, on Thursday. the contest Stockport 3 Sutton 0 let's go back to the valley unbelievable Louis Mendes Oh, Phil Chowan have come back from two down in added time. George Dobson with the header at the far post. Chowan four, Ipswich four. There's been four goals in added time. What a game, Phil. It's still all over. It's Chowan four, Ipswich four. (laughs) Amazing stuff there. Here, we have got a scrum.
Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.